programme. listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And it's time right now for the Nardwarta Human Serviette Radio Show. Today on the Nardwarta Human Serviette Radio Show, an interview, and in brackets, interviews with Crispin Glover. Yes, today on the Nardwarta Human Serviette Radio Show, we're going to be featuring Crispin Glover, who is performing tonight at the Pacific Cinematique in 
person. He'll be debuting his movie, What Is It? Plus, he'll be doing Crispin Hellion Glover's gigantic slideshow happening at the Pacific Cinematheque, and he'll be phoning in to the Nardwarta Human Serviette radio show. I have spoken to Crispin Hellion Glover before in 1995. So first, to begin a Nardwarta Human Serviette radio show, we're going to play my interview with Crispin Hellion Glover from 1995 when he first came to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and then Crispin Hellion Glover will be phoning in live to the Nardwarta Human Serviette radio show for a new interview to help plug his event that's happening this weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Crispin Hellion's Glover's uh, big slideshow at the Pacific Cinematique. And to help usher you in to Crispin Hellion Glover, we have Color Me Psycho coming up with What's Your Phobia from Calgary. And we began an Ardwater Human Serviette radio show with Cheese and Crackers by Deja Voodoo. So coming up on an Ardwater Human Serviette radio show, an interview with Crispin Glover. If you have any questions for Crispin Glover, 604-822-2487, 604-UBC-CITR. Here is Color Me Shiko, and then Crispin Glover from 1995, and then Crispin Glover from 2008. Touch wood if he phones in. Crispin Hellion Glover. Crispin Hellion Glover is my whole name, yes. 
when I think of your name lately, I've been, I don't know why, but I've been thinking of OJ's bloody glove. You know, glove, <laughs> Glover? Have you been thinking that at all? I, that hadn't actually crossed my mind, but it's, uh, it's an interesting uh, thing to think about. And then also Michael Jackson's famous glove, because you're kind of from, you know, you started acting around 1983, you know, the big Jackson thriller <laughs> thing. I actually started uh, acting about 1977. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I, in commercials and stuff, right? Yes, that's right. What type of commercials might have people caught you in in the early days, Crispin Glover? Well... Because uh, I just had a big thing on TV, like the greatest commercials of all time. Were you in any of those? I, I doubt it. I doubt it. I didn't actually do that many of them. But uh, I did a, um, a McDonald's commercial and a commercial for Bayer Aspirin. And um, Did they last long? Like what McDonald's one was it? Was it, was it that people no, running down the mountain? They weren't, they weren't very famous ones, unfortunately. I never made a lot of money on, on commercials. The most... The, 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 the biggest one that I had was the Bayer Aspirin commercial, and that was not a very famous one by any means. Have you ever met Michael Jackson or had any run-ins with him at all? No. Have you ever met the guys from Red Cross? Uh, Jeff and Steve McDonald. I don't think so. Because I always think of them when I think of you. When I think of you, I think of them, but so forth, the Red huh. Cross guys. Because huh. they once saw Michael Jackson get in a limo. But that's what I was wondering, Crispin. Are you successful? <laughs> well, <laughs> It all depends on what what uh, one one would be successful at, I suppose. No, but do you feel happy with yourself? Like, are you successful with the way your career is going? Well, you know, it, it, it all it all like I say, it all depends on what 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 I would consider to be successful. I mean, I'm I I have not had a lot of films out lately that have had a lot of visibility, and uh, it probably would be a good thing for me to have happen definitely right now. What was your break? I mean, obviously, you got to go in that McDonald's commercial. Everybody's dream <laughs> to get in the McDonald's commercial. Was there a break, or what, what made you get into films? What, what was the big thing? There must have been something. Well, uh, um, it, it, I've never really felt that I've had a, a, a particular break. I mean, it's always been kind of a, uh, just certain things have, have come along. Certainly the most uh, visible thing that I've uh, ever done was the Back to the Future uh, film. And um, uh, but but it's like I'd been working for quite a few years before I did that as well. Were you frustrated that that would never come? Um, that uh, I would not work. Yeah. Well, I think I think when I was around eighteen, I I questioned what, how I would start acting in film, which is stuff that I wanted to do. Um, do you have a degree at all? No. Because you're coming up to Vancouver. This is Crispin Glover. You're coming up to Vancouver on Saturday night for a big slideshow. Um, I've heard you talk before. Well, through friends, I've heard uh, bootleg recordings <laughs> and stuff. No, just joking. But um, you seem to talk very intellectual. <laughs> like, you, do you, have, you don't have no degree to help, you know, spew out those words at all? <laughs> well, no, I, I went to a small private school for about nine years uh, in Los Angeles, and it was a very, a very good school. And... Um, uh, I, then I went went to a public school for a few a few years after that in high school, and um, I, I found that education was not quite as um, not quite as um, good. Basically, it just uh, it, it was quite lacking. So I, I feel like I had a very good. Uh, 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 
beginning education. When you broke into the movie scene, well, like you said, in like 1977, you started acting, but, you know, around 1983, your filmography seems to start up, at least in the stuff we've been faxed here. Right. Who were your contemporaries around that time? Who were the people that acted with you, the people that your age, and what are they up to now? <laughs> well, uh, uh... <laughs> you know, like those at Hollywood Brat Pack, Rat Pack, etc. What are your contemporaries up to, and, you know, how have your careers paralleled with them? <laughs> <laughs> I um I you know I I it's funny because I've I've never really I I've never really felt um that I've gotten into it's hard for me I mean you I can consider certain people contemporary by my my age by by being the exact same. That's age, what I mean. Like you showed up in an edition. For instance, like you were in that movie High School USA, weren't you? Yeah. Like Todd Bridges was in there, <laughs> I know. and Nancy McEwen or whatever her name was. Like you know how like those are kind of contemporaries of yours. How's your you know career parallel those? Because I would say you've done pretty well compared to them. Well, I mean, you the thing is, is you can always compare yourself to somebody, and you you can you can make yourself feel kind of terrible or great by doing so but I, I think it's better to just kind of, you know, figure out what, what it is that you're wanting to try to do and not not, uh, not necessarily try to compare oneself to a... Uh, uh, well, come on, who were your friends back then? I mean, are they still your friends now? I mean, how have their careers differed? I'm just curious, because like you said, you had, you know, a big break, I guess, as the Back to the Future movie. What other actors, you know, have had continual breaks that started around the same time as you? That's what I was just curious about. Well, like I say, you see, you're kind of, you're kind of gauging it from a different point of view than I am. Um, it's... I, 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 I was kind of working... I've been working for such a long time that my contemporaries have changed every few years or so. If you, if you mean contemporaries by the, by the idea of that they're people that are working at the same time as I am, or if you mean by people... On the same the set, same. like you showed up for the McDonald's shoot or whatever for the commercial, <laughs> and there was a guy there, and now he's gone on to something else. Because I would argue, Crispin, because um, the promoter of the gig here, Nettie, said that, you know, you're kind of having a hard time, and you know, you haven't had that many big movies lately, but I would say you were ultra-successful. You're doing this great compared to those other people. Well, I... I, <laughs> I don't know. I... Uh, I, um, I... 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 I don't really... I don't really, like, think of it like that, exactly. Okay, what can people expect from Crispin Hellion Glover's big slideshow? Um, well, it's, uh, I take old books from the 1800s and uh, uh, rework them. Uh, and these are slides of the, of, of the books. And uh, I, I narrate them as the the the, uh, the slides go. This is kind of like a Woody Allen thing, where he buys like a foreign movie and redubs it. No, um, no, because the books are 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 definitely my own my own uh, uh, doing. Some of them do use original words from the original books, but um, some of them, all quite a few of them, in fact, most of them. Uh, are, are really just kind of written by myself. And a lot of them are based in, like, the 1800s, aren't they? They have that 1800s kind of theme to them. You're kind of totally into that? Yeah, well, uh, they're, they're, uh, most of the books are taken from the 1800s uh, because, I, yeah, I do like that time, but also um, for publishing, it, it works out well. Uh, <laughs> they're, they're in copy. They're not in copyright infringement because of the time period. Have you ever heard of a band from San Francisco called the Carolina Rainbow at all? Because they're totally obsessed by the 1800s, too, or that kind of era. They have oh. neat kind of, like, hand-designed record album covers. Oh. 
A friend of mine actually saw your um, performance in Olympia. You did a slide performance. Is that going to be the same thing that's going to be happening yes. here? Yes, that's right. He kind of commented that some of the audience, and how do you perceive this, that some of the audience was laughing, like, at you rather than with you. I, 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 don't, I don't feel like that. I feel that the, um, the laughs in the show, uh, I've done the show quite a few times now, and they stay pretty consistent as to where they are, and they're generally with, um, they're, they're about the same things. They're, 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 it's pretty evident that they are laughing at the things that are within the, um, within the context of the books. So you've never, like, jumped in the audience and started to punch somebody out because they got you mad or something? <laughs> no. No, the audiences have always been really quite receptive. It's always been, uh, uh, everybody seems to have enjoyed it quite a bit. Are you going to show your film Ruben and Ed at all? Um, no, not on this uh, show, no. I was just wondering if you could give listeners a, just a brief plot synopsis of Ruben and Ed, since a lot of people haven't seen it, but it's such an amazing film. Please, Mr. Glover? <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, First uh, it has Howard Hessman, <laughs> so it's got to be great from WKRP, right? Well, I, uh, <laughs> Ruben and Ed is a, a story about uh, two fellows that go out into the desert to um, try to bury a dead cat. Did you use an actual dead cat? No. No, we didn't. <laughs> we did not do that. Um, but you do have an eyeball specimen collection, don't you? Um, like you are fascinated by things kind of dead or innate. Well... Well, uh, th there's two different questions there. I uh, I don't have a actually have an eyeball collection. That's that's something that kind of got into to press that that isn't true. I guess I shouldn't have been reading Spin magazine from 1987. <laughs> um, uh, but I I do have an old um, optometrist's uh, piece from the 1800s that was a, a medical piece which um, which has. A, uh, wax portions of the face that include the eye and that has various diseases of the eye. And uh, I, I do tend toward liking um, uh, medical, old medical books and such that, that contain various uh, pathological um, interests. Are you into like crime scene photography at all from the 1920s? There was a book recently published called Evidence that has well, some neat pictures of crime scenes. Well, I, I um, it, it's funny, I I, uh, I've always tended toward liking pathology more than, than crime scenes. I, 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 something about the, uh, the, the nature of, uh, <clears throat> of the, the actual uh, growth of, of uh, the disease that, that comes from the, the animal uh, that is ensuing <laughs> upon the, uh, uh, the other animal, or, or if there's some kind of malformation that naturally occurs from the genetic makeup. I, I find more of a beauty in that than necessarily the, um, uh, the actions of outside forces. But but I I I I've, I I find both of them interesting. So Chris, Crispin, Helly, and Glover, why were Ruben and Ed Republicans? <laughs> well, I uh, I didn't actually write it, so I I couldn't I couldn't tell you for certain. I guess I have my own reasons, but I could never say. Did you actually drink from your boot in the movie Ruben and Ed? Um, no. And uh, why hasn't the Orkley Kid been released? Um, there's, uh, there's some stuff that would have to be done with, um, music, uh, rights. 
what projects are you working on right now, Crispin Hellion Glover, who is coming to Vancouver? You are coming to Vancouver on Saturday night to the New York Theater, aren't you? <laughs> to do, to, to, oh, yes. First time to Vancouver, BC, Canada? Yes. Never been to Vancouver, BC, Canada. You got yes. to go to the New York Theater, like the York, get it? Like the New York Theater. That's where we are Saturday night. This is Crispin Hellion Glover. And what projects, like, slash movies are you working on right now? Well, the the last uh, uh, film that I was in is uh, a film that uh, Jim Jarmusch has directed called uh, Dead Man. And is that scheduled for release? What's that about? Is that exciting? Do you ha- are you happy with it? I haven't uh, I haven't seen it yet, uh, and I'm I'm not quite sure when it's supposed to be released. Did you ever meet Andy Warhol yourself? I, I did. Um, didn't Beck, you know that singer Beck, didn't he hang out with Andy Warhol, or didn't his mom hang out with what Andy Warhol? I don't know. When did you meet Warhol? Uh, I met him at uh, Madonna and Sean Penn's wedding. Um, and was that the first time you'd actually encountered him? Had you ever seen him around before? Were you yeah. in, intrigued by the Warhol mystique? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, that was the that was the the first and only time I ever saw him. You just recently directed, according to your credits here, Crispin Hellion Glover, Captain's Log, <laughs> a documentary short on pornographic Star Trek fantasies. <laughs> Uh, a fanzine, actually. Oh, was a fa- oh, explain Captain's Log. <laughs> well, well, it's it's uh, actually it's something I should I probably shouldn't fax that thing out because unfortunately it was something that uh, uh, was not uh, releasable because of uh, uh, legal uh, problems. But uh, it is something that I made. I'm, I'm excited about something I'm supposed to direct in in about a, a month, a short. Uh, film uh, that uh, is all with Down syndrome people. I'm excited about that. Um, did you ever consider hiring Eric Estrada or Aldo Ray to like perhaps participate in something like Captain's Log because they've been dabbling in soft porn for years? <laughs> no, this isn't. It isn't soft porn. It's uh, well, I guess it is. It's it is soft porn. The, it's because uh, Eric Estrada drawings though. They're not. They're not. Uh, because a lot of those actors are kind of, you know, they're down and out and they're looking for some, you know, cash. And you could have probably got, you know, the Chips guy to do something. <laughs> I mean, gosh, he's doing bad religion videos. He could at least do something with you. <laughs> well, this particular thing was a, uh, a documentary on, on people that actually do this. Um, have you ever seen anything by director Andy Sidaris at all? No. He does, like, movies like Hard Ticket to Hawaii or Seven. Hmm, I don't know that. Um, have you ever been approached, Crispin Hellion Glover, to do a porno film? No, <laughs> I haven't. But according to your 1989 Restless LP, you are a masturbator. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Explain that, please, Crispin Hellion Glover. Well, I think I think the song is is self-evident. <laughs> Where is Nancy Sinatra today? Um, I I don't know. <laughs> Is she still alive? Because you cover these boots are made for walking. Right. I, I don't know. Have you had any run-ins with old-school Hollywood mafioso types at all? Um, old-school Hollywood uh, mafioso? You know, like big kind of Sinatra-ish, you know, old-school no. mafioso types. No, I haven't. Are you the 1990s version of Mort Saul? <laughs> I don't think so. What happened to Mort Saul? I don't know. Is he still alive? I don't know. Do you know. care about him at all, Crispin Hellion Glover? I <laughs> Well, uh, no, he he did political humor in the 70s, didn't he? I'm not that familiar with Mort Saul. I think he got banned by Ed Sullivan or something like that. Oh. But I'm not going to get any closer to the Sullivan illusions, I promise. Are you into <laughs> Dolomite, 
Have you heard of Dolomite? Yeah, I, I, I like Dolomite. So are you the 1990s version of Dolomite, Crispin, <laughs> Hellion, Glover? Uh, well, I, I, I don't think so, but, but you, never, you never really know. I never, I never really think of myself as being versions of people. And if you want to see what Crispin, Hellion, Glover is, go and check out the New York Theatre on Saturday night for Crispin, Hellion, Glover's big slideshow. Now, has hanging around Uma Thurman given you any good Timothy Leary stories? <laughs> I, um... I, I know that uh, he is her, her godfather. <laughs> okay, but um, as hanging around Uma Thurman giving you any good Timothy Leary stories, Crispin, Helly, and Glover? <laughs> not, I'm sure everybody's got a Timothy Leary story, don't not, they? Not really. No, I, I don't have any good Timothy Leary stories. I've seen him around a lot in various places, but... Uh, uh, no particular uh, stories. <laughs> you did act in the movie Teachers, though, right? Yes. And that featured Royal Dano. Yeah, that's right. He's an amazing character, isn't he? Well, I, you know, I, I I remember him, and he was a, a very nice fellow, kind of a quiet fellow. And I, uh, the, But I don't know his career that well. I know he had done something that... The Seven Faces of Dr. Lau, and he'd been in, like, he played Abe Lincoln. He'd been in, like, in 75 right. films and stuff. Yeah, yeah, he'd worked a lot, and uh, yet I wasn't that familiar with his work. So you didn't hang out with him at all? No, no, he was kind of quiet, and I think I, I, his wife was there. That was a long time ago. Ever run, like in, a nice fellow. Ever run into James Kahn's son? No. He's always in, like, the tabloids with, like, two girls around his arms and stuff like that. Seems like a real jerk, James Kahn's son. <laughs> Not that you would hang around jerks, Crispin, Helly, and Clever, but you're coming to Vancouver to hang out with Vancouver on Saturday night at the New York Theatre. And guess who's from Vancouver? Who? Guess who's from Vancouver? Your old acting buddy. Who? Your old acting buddy, Crispin, Helly, and Clever, Michael. Oh. That's right. He is from. He, I did. I knew he was from Canada. I didn't know he was from uh, Vancouver in particular. Actually, Burnaby, I think specifically. But Michael J. Fox is your old acting buddy, Crispin Hellion Glover. Can you tell Vancouver anything about him? Come on, tell him. <laughs> tell the real. What is the real Michael J. Fox? You Crispin know, Hellion Glover. I, it's funny. I, I worked with him several times, but I never really. I never really had a much of a conversation or anything with him. I, I, don't, I don't know him very well. You know, no little intimate little kind of little teasers of, you know, Vancouver deserves to know about <laughs> Michael J. Fox. You can, you know, tell us. I, 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 I would, but I really, there really isn't, I just, I don't know that fellow very well. I, uh, I it just, uh, I worked with him, but I, I never really got to know him at all. No, didn't you appear on Family Ties? Yeah. What was your part? You're playing like a college guy who was worried his family would find out that he was out for dinner? <laughs> I recall. I think so, yes. What sort of TV and sitcoms have you done, Crispin, Helly, and Glover? Well, I did one when I was 16, a pilot, which was very, very bad. And um, uh, that, was, that was the first, like, kind of... Uh, like television thing that I had done, and then uh, well, other than commercials, and then I did a few different uh, of those um, like three camera shows, and I never really enjoyed it very much. And then I did one one uh, a television movie, um, a kind of a comedy movie. I I never really enjoyed doing television very much. You never did a White Shadow or anything like that. No, no, I didn't. I the only drama I recall that I did was um, Blue. What was it? Uh, I'm, I can't remember the name of it now. Blue. Yeah. It was. It was one of those police shows, and I can't remember. New what York it. City Blue or something like that. Yeah, 
I can't remember what it was called, though. I, and it was one of the things, one of the performances of myself that I've never seen. I kind of rec- would like to see that one, actually. So people should search out Family Ties. Are you on, on TV infrequently, like in the syndication? Do you ever flip it on and see yourself doing a part from an old TV? No, I've never had that happen. You did work, though, with Mrs. Brady? Yeah, that was, my, that was my very first uh, job when I was uh, 14. I was, uh, well, my fir- first, uh, actually, I did I had done one commercial, and then I did The Sound of Music when I was 14 at the with, with Florence Henderson playing Maria. Now, please, like Greg Brady, you did not get it on with Mrs. <laughs> no, Brady, did you? No, but he did come to the show, I remember. What, they all hang out together? Well, he he definitely came. And saw the show and came backstage. I recall that. So Mrs. Brady is a contemporary of yours. <laughs> I, I, I guess you could say so. I've always been fascinated by that guy Oliver. You know the guy Oliver? Yeah, the no, I do. I always, I, 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 I always kind of thought Oliver was interesting too. Because like he's only twenty nine now. Really? Twenty nine or thirty? Huh. And how old are you, Crispin Haley and Glover? Thirty. Thirty. So you could have been Oliver on the Brady Bunch. I know. Instead, you met up a few years later with Florence <laughs> Henderson. <laughs> Um, did having your number printed in Spin Magazine bring you many Canadian friends? Well, uh, um, I, I have noticed that, that people do call from Canada and have always called from Canada for some particular reason. That actually wasn't my home telephone number. That was a, a number which I used for um, promoting the books. So why did you tell Spin your number? Was it just kind of like a neat promotional toy? Exactly. It was, a, it was something to promote the books. Can you tell the listeners your new phone number at all, Crispin, <laughs> Helly, and Glover? No, I don't give that one out. There's no information number you can give out? Um, yeah, they can, call, uh, they can call that same number. Uh, 213-464-5053? Yeah, That's or they the... can call 310-391-4154. Again, Crispin, Helly, and Glover, please tell the listeners of CITR Radio, and you're coming to Vancouver this Saturday night to the New York Theatre, the <laughs> special phone numbers that they can ta- contact you through. Three one zero three nine one four one five four or. Uh, 213-464-5053. Did you ever answer the phone when those phone when the phone rang there? Was it basically just answering machine? It was an answering machine. So you never answered it once? No. But people did kind of scale and try to find your apartment yeah. when, you, when you gave out your address of your apartment. I didn't give out my address, but people did find out where I lived. Um, describe your apartment, Crispin, Helly, and Glover. Oh, well, that, uh, it, was, it was a neat apartment up at the top of a, a, a building, uh, and it was uh, painted all... Who are you? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> yes, we are getting close to the time when Crispin Glover will be phoning in live to the Nardwarty Human Serviette radio show. What you're hearing right now is an interview I did with Crispin Helly and Glover from 1995, which I rudely interrupted, but I guess we'll just have to deal with it. While we catch up to what I rudely interrupted, Crispin Glover will be phoning in to the Nardwarty Human Serviette radio show any moment now, 604-822-2487, 604-UBC-CITR is the number to call Crispin, is the number to call Crispin, Crispin, if you're listening, and is for the number for you, the listener, to call to Crispin Glover. Crispin Glover is going to be appearing tonight in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, Saturday and Sunday as part of Crispin Hellion Glover's Big Slide Show at the Pacific Cinematique. And what you're hearing there was an interview I did with Crispin Glover from 1995 when he came to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada to do his Big Slide Show at the New York Theatre. But this is happening 
tonight in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada at the Pacific Cinematique. Also tomorrow night and Sunday night as well. Plus, he's going to be debuting his movie, What Is It? Here is the end of the 1995 interview that I Nerd Award a Human Serviette did with Crispin Glover. Get your questions ready. 604-822-2487. 604-UBC-CITR. Five, four. Or... Uh, 213-464-5053. Did you ever answer the phone when, those phone when the phone rang there? Or was it basically just answering machine? It was an answering machine. So you never answered it once? No. But people did kind of scale and try to find your apartment yeah. when, you're, when you gave out your address of your apartment. I didn't give out my address, but people did find out where I lived. Um, describe your apartment, Crispin, Helly, and Glover. Oh, well, that, uh, it, was, it was a neat apartment up at the top of a, a, a building, uh, and it was uh, painted all... Uh, as I liked it, uh, in various uh, colors, dark and, and bright. Black and walls? There were black walls. And there were it, gold walls and all different colors. And a gynecological ta- <laughs> exam table? Well, it was a medical chair. I still have the medical chair. Um, I'm not sure if it was a gynecological chair, but it was a m- medical, uh, stainless steel medical table. Uh, you know, I, I hate to, to do this. I'm enjoying this interview, but I, I have an appointment I have to be at at 10.30. Okay, Crispin, Helen, Clever. Well, we just have two quick more questions okay. here. Um, do, do you live in that apartment? You don't live in that apartment now, but is your apartment black at all? Is it all black walls still? I, I bought a house, and uh, I'm, I, I've been slow to uh, redecorate. Um, I am planning to start doing some more painting of that nature though i think i, I just have i'm being a bit more careful about about this one it's a it's a home a house and i want to make it uh, perfect and do you have a coffin filled with tar too no i have um i have a lot of art objects that were made to look as though they were tar and what do you think is so great about kelbo's potato salad <laughs> I, I you know kelbo's closed down a couple of years ago. I was disappointed to, uh, that, that it did. It's I, an amazing club in L.A., isn't it? Well, it's... I, I was going there when I was 16. I was always afraid that it would become a club, and then it kind of did, and I stopped going. I liked it when it... Um, when it used to play old music from the 40s and old people would go and dance. And I, I, but unfortunately, the whole place is closed now. Just recently? Yeah, just within the last year. And finally, who did you play in Wild at Heart? Um, I played the cousin of uh, Laura Dern. And what's David Lynch up to now? You recently did a movie with him? Um, or you did a movie with him, Hotel Room? Oh, I did Hotel Room with him. I've, I've worked with him a couple of times. I'm excited about something that um, Hel- Hello? he's... Uh, well, I, I, I don't want to say too much about it, but there's something that Hello? he's agreed to, to, to do right. uh, for me that I'm very excited about. So he's still happening and doing films? Yeah, I think he's being... Uh, uh, I think he's working on various projects. Okay, I'm not sure exactly what they are, okay. though. And Crispin, Helly, and Glover, your dad is okay, not great. Danny Thanks Glover, so is it? No. <laughs> but what does your dad do? My father is an actor. And um, what was, was he in all those cool psychotronic 60s movies? Um, he did a more uh, 70s films. He was in Diamonds Are Forever in Chinatown. Um, uh, but I, 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 I'm, I'm truly enjoying this interview, but I, I unfortunately really do have to go. Okay, well, thanks very much, Crispin Helen okay. Glover. And um, check out Crispin Helen Glover this Saturday night at the New York Theater. <laughs> and Crispin, do-do-do-do-do-do. <laughs> well, thanks. Crispin, do-do-do-do-do. <laughs> Crispin, Helene, Glover, do 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 do. I don't know what you're saying. 
you're doing. No, you just got to add. Don't you get it? Do, 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 do. Crispin? Do, 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 do. You want me to go do, do? Yes! Thank you. <laughs> okay. Okay, rock on. All right, thanks very much. Okay. Okay, so, uh, yeah, I hope people come out. This Saturday night, the New York Theater. Thanks a lot. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. still listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwarty Human Serviette Radio Show. And who do we have on the line right now? Hello, are you there, caller? I am. I'm Crispin, uh, Crispin Hellion Glover. Who are you, Crispin Hellion Glover? Well, I'm, uh, I'm presenting my show tonight, the bi- my, my, uh, what's called uh, Crispin Hellion Glover's Big Slide Show, and, uh, in Vancouver at the Pacific Cinematheque at 7 o'clock. But before that, I'm performing a live presentation of eight different books uh, that I, I uh, dramatically narrate. This takes one hour. Uh, then after that, the film is 72 minutes long. And then after that, uh, there's a question and answer period. And then after that, I have uh, book signings. So it's quite a long evening. That's tonight, Friday, and tomorrow, and Sunday as well, right? At the That's Pacific Cinematheque. And then actually, right after that, I, I assume you have a, a wide listenership. I'll be in... Uh, I'll be in uh, Calgary, and then the night, and that for three nights, I believe, or two nights, I can't remember. It's on my website, CrispinGlover.com. Then I'm in Edmonton, uh, and then uh, a couple of days after that, I'm in Halifax. So if people want to find out where I'm going to go, CrispinGlover.com is going to let people. And I'll be touring with these films and this show for for years. Crispin Glover, I interrupted your song. These boots are made for walking. No, that, that's okay. Will you be performing that tonight at the I Pacific Cinematheque? I, I don't. I don't perform any of the. Uh, any of the the music. Uh, the, there are book readings which are also on that CD. If you have the whole CD, um, there's uh, rat catching is also performed on that, which is something I perform at the the show. And uh, another book called Oakmot, uh, which is a, is I I'll, I have a different slideshow that I'm not performing tonight that I performed before the sequel, which I'll come back to do at a later date, and that that I perform on the record as well. And if anybody has any questions for Crispin Hellion Glover, it's 604-822-2487. That's 604-UBC-CITR. Crispin Hellion Glover, did you ever meet Nancy Sinatra? 
I've never met Nancy Sinatra, but we, of course, uh, did the cover of These Boots Are Made for Walking, which she, she made very well known. Crispin, Helene Glover, the last time I talked to you was 13 years ago. Was it really that long ago? 13 years ago, oh in 1995. God. I you, remember it as though it was yesterday. You did your first appearance in Vancouver at the New York Theatre. That's right. That's right. Do you remember anything about that? And what is going to be the difference between 1995's performance <laughs> at the well, New York Theatre versus tonight here in 2008 at the well, Pacific Cinematheque? Well, several differences. One, one, the most major difference from from my point of view, in a way, is that what I'm showing is a 35 millimeter print of this film. What is it? Uh, what I had shown before of the final version of this film, when I did that year, all those years ago, I was I was experimenting with the uh, with the cut. I believe I don't know if I did, I don't even remember if I was showing that that film or not. I did show a video version of uh, of the movie while I was editing it at certain venues in in Canada, and I may have shown it at Vancouver, but I might might have shown a different film. I, I I'm not even quite certain of that. Uh, but uh, the slideshow itself, I've been performing it for many years since since then, so it's it's. It's become more of a, of a theatrical performance, whereas uh, at that point in time, it was probably more of a reading. It's hard for me to describe exactly, but it is different. And also, now I do a question and answer period after the film. I didn't do years ago, and um, I have a lot more books published for the book signing. So Caller, uh, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Well, not you, Crispin Hellion Glover. Well, you are. Thank you for being here, Crispin Hellion Glover. Thank, thank you for coming to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, to the Pacific Cinematique tonight, Saturday, yes. and Sunday. And we have a caller on the line. Caller, go ahead to Crispin Hellion Glover. Hello, gentlemen. How are you today? Good. How are you doing? Excellent. Uh, now, you probably get this question all the time. The infamous Letterman appearance. Yes. Were you upset that day, or was anything <laughs> happening with you that day? Or was it well, you know, I've never, I've never really... Uh, confirmed or denied whether that actually was me on that show. Oh, wow. And I fell for it. <laughs> well, what I was wondering, Caller and Crispin Hellion Glover, is what is your appearance now? How has it changed? You, the, What did you look like in 1995, Caller? Oh, I, I was an individual with long hair and a leather jacket. And what, <laughs> and what about you, Crispin Hellion Glover? What did you look like on Letterman versus 1995 versus now? How have you changed? Well, the, 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 that very well-known incident uh, that, that, that is being uh, uh, questioned about, which is easily available on YouTube.com, uh, there's somebody that looks quite a lot like me that seems to have pretty long hair that could look something like a wig, uh, there's glasses, uh, bell-bottom pants with stripes on them. There's a short-sleeve polyester shirt, and there are are uh, uh, shoes platform that shoes. have quite big, yeah, platforms on them. Um, I think if you if you look through the internet quite a bit. Uh, there are other. There are other. There's a film that I acted in called Reuben and Ed that I have a similar looking appearance. And there's some other times when I have that look. Now, like I say, I've never confirmed or denied whether that was actually me. <laughs> I'm not sure or not. That? But but if you look through the internet, you'll see there's quite quite a varied uh, quite a variation of of, of looks. 
What that do you look are like? Quite different from one another. What do you look like right now, Crispin Hellion Glover? Right now, my hair is relatively short, and uh, at the at the the venue t- this evening, I'll be wearing a a black tie, a white shirt, a black suit top, black pants, and black shoes. So I'll look relatively formal. How about in 1995 at the New York Theater? What did you look like Probably then? Probably quite similar to what I just described now. I, I've, I've pretty much have worn the same uniform all the times that I've, I've performed the show. Black, uh, black jacket, white, white shirt, black tie, uh, and black pants with black shoes. Well, thank you very much for calling in, caller. If you'd like to investigate further this little mystery, go and do your own research tonight. You can check out Crispin Hellion Glover tonight at the Pacific Cinematique and tomorrow and Sunday as well. Anything else you want to add at all, caller? No, that's everything. Oh, but so will you confirm or deny it today? If that was <laughs> I will. I will. I, I do not confirm or deny whether that particular appearance was my myself <laughs> on the David Letterman show. Well, thanks so much, caller, and doot doot a loot do. And you're still listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, the Nardwarta Human Serviette Radio Show. We have Crispin Hellion Glover on the line, and Crispin is in town to do what again, Crispin? Well, what I'm, I'm doing is I'm presenting the 35mm, it's the Vancouver premiere of my 35mm print of the feature film, What Is It? And uh, before that, I, I perform a one-hour dramatic narration of eight different books that I've made over the years. This lasts an hour, then the film is 72 minutes, then I have a question and answer period with the audience, which usually goes 45 minutes to an hour, and then I have a book signing after that. So it's quite a long evening. Actually, I'll also this evening, uh, something I didn't mention before, is I'll show the the trailer, the, the preview for the sequel to What Is It? What Is It? is part of a trilogy of films. Part two has is, is already been made. It's called It Is Fine. Everything is Fine. And I'll be showing that, uh, the, the trailer for that, which I'll come back at another date uh, to, to show that film as well. And speaking of question and answers, if anybody has any questions for Crispin Hellion Gover, the question and answer period starts right now. 604-822-2487-604-U BC CITR if you want to speak to Crispin Glover and we have a caller right now. Hello caller, are you there? Hi, yeah. Go ahead to Crispin Hellion Glover. Hello. Hey Crispin, I'm a huge fan of yours. Oh, um, thank you. I've adored you for years. Good. I think it's wonderful. Um I have a I didn't get to come and see you in uh was it ninety five you were here? I think so. That sounds about right. In 1995, yes, you were at the New York Theater, and I was scared, actually, for a while, Crispin, that you would change professions, because I was looking for some information on you, and it said you're a sportscaster now. <laughs> and well, some... you, you can get so much information on the internet that has nothing to do with reality. But then I found a clip of you doing the sports. Oh, on I know Indi- what you're talking about. That, that was... Uh... Uh, I, 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 on a radio station in Los Angeles, they, I was doing promotion for the film, and they had me read a, a sports announcement. So, uh, but it's no, not, a, not a profession. Caller, go I ahead that one. to Crispin Hellion Glover. Yeah, my uh, question was, uh, I think I've actually kept a poster from uh, the 1995 okay. show, even though I, I didn't get to come and see it. Uh, if I bring it down this weekend, would you sign it? Absolutely, me? yeah. Any, anything is fine uh, to, to sign. I, I have awesome. the books available, uh, but uh, people are not uh, barred from, from getting other things signed, so uh, <laughs> that would be fine. Any other questions at all, caller? No, I have a comment, though. Go ahead. 
My cat can eat a whole watermelon. Good, good, good. That's a good thing to have a cat be able to do. <laughs> it's awesome to talk to you, Kristen. Well, you too. Well, thanks so much, caller, and doot doot a loot doo And you're still listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, the Nardwara Human Serviette Radio Show. And we have live, on the line, right now, if you tuned in to the beginning of the Nardwara Human Serviette Radio Show, Crispin, you would have heard an interview, me and you talking, from 1995. So now we're bringing it up to date. 13 years later. That's a a long time. I was actually promoing your gig at the New York Theatre at the beginning of my radio show because it was an old interview. So saying, come out Saturday to the New York Theatre. Well, the venue's been moved to Pacific Cinematique. 13 years later, the venue's been moved to Pacific Cinematique. Tonight, tomorrow, and Sunday night, it's Crispin Hellion Glover's big slide show. However, Vancouver plays an important part in your life. Back then, you hadn't lived in Vancouver. How much do you know about Vancouver? Well, did, did... I, I, since then, I, uh, I shot Willard uh, almost entirely here in Vancouver. I was here for a couple of months, uh, and that was about five years ago. Uh, and I would uh, every night after uh, finishing shooting, I would I would go up to Cyprus uh, ski area and uh, and go night skiing, which was great. I, uh, it was a good way because because that character Willard had a lot of uh, emotional uh, intensity to uh, be dealing with and thinking about, and it was a very nice thing to. Uh, go and get exercise and and uh, ski each night after after filming so i had a i had a very nice stay here in vancouver were you aware of the pacific cinematique did you get in in out to any films or anything no, like that no, when you're in vancouver I, I, I had to i had i had to concentrate a lot because that that character was a very well it was a very emotionally tearful character which uh, is not it's not my nature to be that way, and I had to really concentrate on that. So I would go and exercise and stay to myself, but I didn't go out. Uh, I didn't go out and socialize uh, a lot in, 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 when I was in Vancouver. Were you living in North Vancouver? I was at. I can't remember the name of the hotel right now. Is there a hotel here called the the Excelsior? Could- it was a nice hotel, in de- right in central downtown, not too far from the park. Uh, it was early spring, so it was quite quite beautiful. Crispin Helen Glover, live here on the Nardwarty Human Serviette Radio Show, 604-822-2487, 604-UBC-CITR. I, if you want to ask any questions of Crispin Helen Glover. I should let people know a little bit about something about the film that's showing tonight. Uh, uh, most of the actors in the film have Down syndrome, but the film's not about Down syndrome at, at all. What it's really about is uh, it's it's my my reaction to the uh, corporate constraints that have happened within the the last thirty years of, uh, of filmmaking, wherein anything that can possibly make an audience member uncomfortable is uh, necessarily excised, or that film will not be corporately funded or distributed. And I I think that's a very damaging thing because it's when people look up at the screen, they they sit back in their chairs and they think to themselves, "Is this right? What I'm watching? Is this wrong? What I'm watching? Should I be here? Should should the filmmaker have done this?" What is it? And that's the title of the film. What is it that's taboo in the culture? What does it mean when when the taboo is ubiquitously excised? And uh, I think it's a very damaging thing because when that happens, people when people are asking questions, they're having a genuinely um, educational experience. And to ubiquitously excise that from the culture 
makes so people aren't asking the uh, questions and not having genuinely educational experiences in the most important form of, of media that exists, and that's that's very damaging. So what is it is a, a strong reaction to that. Crispin Hellion Glover, 604-822-2487, 604-UBC-CITR, if you want to speak to Crispin Hellion Glover, who's bringing his big slideshow and the movie, What Is It?, to the Pacific Cinematique tonight, Friday, tomorrow, Saturday, and Sunday, and at 7 p.m., Adam Parfrey is oh, in What Is It? That's correct. Adam Parfrey is in What Is It? What is it? He runs Feral House, the publishing company that's that put right. out the Lords of Chaos death metal <laughs> book. He lives in Port Townsend, Washington You're as well. Right. How did you hook up with Adam Parfrey? Like, Lords of Chaos is sort of like the Bible for black metal, isn't it? And <laughs> well, Adam is a, is a very intelligent uh, uh, book publisher, and he had approached me in, in the early 90s uh, to do an illustration for a book he was publishing called uh, Torture and Torments of Christian Martyrs, uh, which I, I did do an illustration for, and we, we became friends. And uh, Adam, Adam plays a very important role in What Is It? And uh, he, he had a lot of influence on the film itself. And uh, Adam's a good, uh, a good fellow, an excellent uh, publisher, and a, and a friend of mine. Have you been to his place in Port Townsend? I haven't. He just moved uh, up there at the beginning of the year. He was living in Los Angeles for quite a number of years, and I had been over to, to his place there. But uh, he just he just moved. I had talked to him about possibly coming up and seeing the film in Vancouver because uh, it's not too too far away. But there were house guests that came into town, and uh, he wasn't able to come up in Port. How many cities have you not been to, Crispin, Hellion, Glover? You, have I not been? To? Have you not been to? Where haven't you been? You know, I, I, how many how many cities exist, Nardware? Many, many, many cities exist. <laughs> but you've been doing this for many, many years. Like many years, we're doing this slideshow thing. Many, many years. And I was thinking, you've been right. to all these cities, left, I, right, I and would center. Say there are far more cities that I've not been to than that than that I I have been to, but. I would like to go to all the cities. I, I, I plan to go to as many cities as possible. R- right now, I'm, I'm primarily concentrating on 35-millimeter venues, uh, and I'm, I'm going to as many of those as possible. And, and, you know, the venues contact me. It's not something where I'm... Sometimes that happens where I contact them, but that's very rare. By and large, the venues I go to are venues that have contacted me. So if venues want to contact me to, to come out uh, that are 35-millimeter venues, the, they should get get a hold of me through uh, CrispinGlover.com. How There's ma- something called booking at Crispin Halling, uh, CrispinGlover.com, and, and that gets to me. And I, uh, I'm, I'm, it's possible at certain points I'll start going to more digital venues, but first I'm concentrating on the 35 millimeter venues. Crispin Hellion Glover, how many years have you been doing a slideshow? How many years have you been doing? 1993, so it's been, uh, what, how many years is that? 1993 was, I'm sorry, 19, yeah, 1993 was the first year I performed the slideshow. So what is that, 15 years? 15 years of 15 doing years. a slideshow, yeah. working hard on so, the so road. Does that, mean, does that mean I spoke to you I spoke to you in 1993 last, is that right? 1995. It was two oh, years into it. I was okay. a bit of a latecomer. I caught okay. you in 1995. Okay, and so I'd, I'd only been performing it for two years, but I've performed it a lot a lot more since then, obviously. Now, what I was curious about was, what is it? The movie that you're talking about, it was in developmental stages then, too. Yes. So that's really been a long time coming. Yes, yes. Well, 
I, you know, I, I've already started um, touring with it in uh, in 2005. So I spoke to you in what year? 1995. So yeah, it 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 took <laughs> it took quite a long time to get to that point. I had uh, there was a technical issue that really held things up for a long time. I also had done a fair amount of editing and reshooting. Even when I when I had bought it up here at this point, I had not completed shooting it or editing it. Uh, I was I was trying to figure certain things out about it because it started out to be a short film and then turned into a feature film. So I had already decided to turn it into a feature film at that point, and it was feature length, but not all of the material that's currently in the film was in it at that point. Does it have a distributor? Have you ever had a distributor? Or are I, you the distributor? I am the distributor. See, I'm not using the the the, the standard uh, model that is the what what film film distribution companies usually do, which to me is a far inferior model from what I'm doing. What they do is, and this is also why it's a very long process of the distribution, because I personally am at each of the screenings performing the shows and performing the the question and answers after it, and. And there's a lot of reasons they do it, and one of them is is the the vaudeville, the interactive vaudeville element that that happens that really has gone away in these last 70 years. But people get a lot out of that. Uh, but it's it's a very slow process. Of course, the normal modern uh, process for art house films uh, release is uh, to go to you know a few different cities. And then they, uh, in theatrically, lose money theatrically. They know they, they will. And that they, they use that as an advertisement for the DVD release. This is not, this is not the business model that I'm, I'm uh, working with. I'm, I'm planning to slowly, and I have not yet done this, uh, slowly recoup on, on my investment by these, uh, these tours. Basically, though, you've been working on this for like 15 years. Like <laughs> well, you've really, you've got this down to a fine art. It's like it's like a Broadway show that you're taking on the road here. Well, 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 well. To be fair, the there's another film that I completed as well. So essentially, there were two movies that took uh, probably about uh, uh, 11, 11 years or so to make. Okay, well, 11 years, two Long movies, time. plus the slideshow as well. Like, right. you have got it down to an art. This is like, this is like some Broadway production, isn't it? Well, like- it, 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 that's something that I do like to stress, is that there is a theatrical production, uh, a theatrical element that is... Uh, you know, it's not just like going to see a film. Vaudeville is it, more more than Broadway. The best thing to compare it to, or I w- wouldn't even say compare it to. I would say this is Vaudeville. What I'm doing is Vaudeville. It's uh, it's just that Vaudeville has not been uh, really performed very much in the last. Uh, 60 years or so. What sort of tricks have you learned from the vaudevillian type people that perhaps you have emulated? I well, once... well, there's a business practice that I, I, I work with. Uh, w- w- one of those things, well, I, I shouldn't go into too much detail about it. And it's not, it, but <laughs> well, I was just going to say, I interviewed Jim Rose, yeah. you know, from the proud tradition of the right. Circus Sideshow. Right. And I was interviewing Jim Rose, like, so Jim, the show is so- sold out tonight. And he's like, don't you ever tell anybody that the show is sold out. We can always <laughs> add another show. Is that showbiz? Is that vaudevillian approach? Like, you never say it's sold out because you can always add another show that that's, evening. That's probably a good a good thing to do. And I, I that's that's. 
that's something that happened in Chicago at the uh, Music Box Theater. I had, th- that was a very popular show, and it was a 750-seat theater, and we sold out and had to add a show. I had two shows, and then we had to add a Sunday show, which is, yeah, it's always a, it's always a great thing to have something like that happen. And, that, and that's hopefully going to happen tonight. I, at- it, 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 it's it's doing well. So it, it uh, people people should come early because uh, they've they've I believe they've sold out online. They've sold all of the tickets that they're selling online now, and so they have to uh, sell them at the door now. Uh, so people should come early because it it may. Uh, it is possible that it will sell out this evening. And again, we're speaking here live to Crispin Hellion Glover, 604-822-2487, 604-UBC-CITR. If you have any questions for Crispin, and I would like to say, Crispin, you've been doing this for years and years and years, the Crispin Hellion Glover slideshow. There must be people that perhaps have seen the slideshow. If you have, yeah. please phone in. And I guess I was curious, 604-822-247, 604-UBC-CITR, if you'd like to speak to Crispin Glover, what people that have seen the show that have perhaps gone on to do something, to become filmmakers, you must have influenced, like, did you influence Borat? Did he, <laughs> did he see an early Crispin Hellion Glover show and then do his thing? Is there anybody you've traced the history of because all these years growing up? Uh, that, that I don't know of. I, I have thoughts about, about things that may have had influence on it, but that's, uh, if, if, there is, if there is such a, a thing, uh, of course, that's a very... Uh, that's a very positive thing, and I, uh, I, I, what I definitely have had happen is uh, people that have seen the slideshow or even earlier versions of what is it, and they've come back and seen seen the film many many years later, the 35 millimeter print of it. But I've also had people that have seen the 35 millimeter print, the final 35 millimeter print of the film. And come back like the, the next night or so, uh, because the film operates in such a way that it is something that you can see it multiple times and get uh, more out of it each time uh, that 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 it's seen. But Crispin Hilling Glover, there's nobody that's come to the show after you know 15 years of being on the road and doing these shows. Some little kid that said, "One day I'm going to be just like you," and you're like, "Yeah, right." And the next thing you know, you meet him 15 years later, and he's your boss. <laughs> I haven't had that happen, but I have. I have had people that have come up to me that are are well known uh, now and say that they either were interviewing me years ago or that they came and had me sign their book or or things like that. Uh, that that's definitely happened. Uh, but but one thing I should say is uh, you know I, this is something that. I, I, I guess I can just say it on air. You'd wanted to do a, a television interview with me, and I can do that with you tomorrow, so we should, we should work that out. Oh, well, thank you, Crispin. Yeah. We'll try to figure everything all together. Thank you for taking the time. I appreciate a- absolutely. that. Absolutely. And speaking of in-person and meeting in-person yeah. with Crispin and Kelly and Glover, part of your show is the question and answer, isn't it, Crispin? That's correct. In what way is it part of the show? Like, in other words, how could you describe how the question and answer works? Like, other shows don't always have so much crispin in action, do well, they? Well, this film, now especially that it's a 35-millimeter print, there's something about it that the way that Taboo is juxtaposed in the movie, people, not all people, but, well, generally, <laughs> most people... A lot of people truly have a lot of questions, and sometimes, sometimes those, sometimes people get upset by the film. Actually, it's important 
uh, I've found, as I've been doing the question and answer period, for people to get the opportunity to have some of those questions dealt with on some level. I, I, after the show's over and I have the book signings, often people will say to me that the most important part of the show was the, the question and answer period. Caller, are you and there? This is also why I think vaudeville is an important thing, because part of that is the, is the audience interaction. There's something cathartic about being in the midst of something and and not just you know music has been interactive but that's not really vaudeville this is this is a these are perform this is a performance and a, a film that has a storyline but somehow people being able to be integrated into that and to be a part of the discussion and thought process it's it's a very important thing and it is important to let the callers through caller are you there go ahead to crispin glover hello crispin how are you good how are you doing good thanks good. um now i understand that in one of your favorites you've you've, you've directed and worked with mentally challenged people correct in uh, in what is it uh, there are people with down syndrome in the cast of the film now okay trey and matt from south park when they did team america world police they said that it was easier to work with puppets than it was working with Hollywood actors. Do you feel that it's easier to work with people with Down syndrome than it is to work with Hollywood people? Um, I feel that the most important thing, working with any actor, whether they have Down syndrome or not, is, is if the person has enthusiasm for the project. And if the person has enthusiasm, then, it, it does, like I say, it doesn't matter. All the actors in the film that had Down syndrome had great enthusiasm for the project, so they were just all tremendous to work with. And, it, and it's the same, the sequel to, to what is it, uh, Everything is Fine, uh, doesn't have anybody with, with Down syndrome in it, but they were all people that were extremely enthusiastic to, to work in the film, and so it was a similar experience. Whereas if you you were to work with somebody that didn't have enthusiasm and, you know, had difficulties with the, the project or the script, then it would be difficult to work with. So that's probably what what somebody is likening the, that to. If it, maybe there are people sometimes that are, are hired to act in something that they are more likely possibly doing something for to be paid as opposed because they are enthusiastic about it and that that could possibly cause more trouble. Any other questions at all, caller? No, thanks. Well, thanks so much for phoning in and do 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 loot do. Do do. And you're still listening to CITR FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, the Nardwarda Human Serviette Radio Show. Winding up here with Crispin Hellion Glover. If you have any questions for Crispin, 604 822 247, 604 UBC CITR, because Crispin, you are in Vancouver tonight, tomorrow, and Sunday as well. That's right. And then, and then uh, people should also know after that, I'm going to uh, Calgary, and I'm going to Edmonton, and I'm going to Halifax here in Canada, uh, and I'll be touring around with this film for years. After that, I'm going to be in the in the South. I'll be in Tennessee, and I'll be in uh, uh, Atlanta, and uh, I'll be in uh, St. Louis, Missouri. So people can look on, and then I'm going to go to Japan after that. So people can look online and see on CrispinGlover.com when and where I'm going to be playing, and, and it will give all the details. All the way to Halifax, the That's full-on right. Canadian tour there, right <laughs> yes. there. Way to Halifax. What was the famous person, if you might add, please, that actually had seen you years ago? You said there was a few famous there's, people. There's been, there's been a number of them, but I, 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 I actually don't like to say. I, I feel weird about anything like that because it sounds. It just becomes gossip, or like maybe maybe that person wouldn't want to let it be known that they came to my show that they've told me, but they for some reason would feel like 
it was a bad thing to go to my show or something. I don't want to really interfere with with their uh, uh, being. If they if they if they want to let it be known, that's fine. But there are people that are 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 well known in in various industries that have uh, have said to me that they've they've come and seen my show or they interviewed me early on. I, I had a couple of different things like that happen, but I I don't I don't I don't like to. I don't know. I, it, it starts to become something like gossip, and I, I really don't like gossip. I think there's a good reason for why gossip was made one of the seven deadly, deadly sins. I don't think it's good good stuff to do. Plus, it's all about the fans. It's all about the fans. And speaking of the fans, Crispin, Hellion, Glover, did you buy a painting of your nose from a fan <laughs> in Toronto? As a matter of fact, I did, which I, I, I actually feel a little funny about it because I... I uh, I don't like to have images of myself uh, around, but the but the the girl that painted it is actually a really good painter, and the painting itself is very well done. And she came to one of my shows. I, I she had she there had been an art show, and she did a number of paintings that had m- my image in it. This was. A couple of years ago, when I first showed What Is It, I came back to Toronto and I showed both What Is It and Everything is Fine. I had seen the painting and I told her I, I liked it, and so she bought it with her to the show. And uh, then I thought overnight, I thought, well, she she wanted, she said she'd saved it for me to to purchase, and I thought, well, should I? Should I do it? And she came over there, and I thought, well, sure, why I should? It's a good painting. I should support. Uh, the art and and I like it. Surely, <laughs> really, is a very good painting. This so is a I painting. Do, I did indeed do that. Uh, you bought a painting of your nose. Now, what's this <laughs> yeah. rare? Do you ever purchase or acquire other things from fans? Um, that's the only time I've purchased. I mean, I've purchased paintings, but but painting. Uh, generally, I buy older paintings that are a- antique paintings. So I should, don't really buy modern paintings that often. So should people bring stuff to the show tonight for you to buy? No, definitely not. People people sometimes do bring things to give to me, which is always nice, but it's probably not the best place to try to make a sale. But I, but I, I do appreciate the painting, that, and I had seen it. The reason she bought it was that she had, I had seen it years before, and uh, I had commented on it and told her that I thought she'd done a very good job on it. So I'm glad she bought it. I, in that particular situation, it, it made sense. But if if I had a whole bunch of people trying to sell me things, it would significantly slow the line down. And that and that's the longest part of the evening sometimes is the, is the book signing at the end. I, I do take time, and I don't just kind of do it quickly and sign a book and shove the person away. I always you know, talk and find out what what it is that the person wanted to to find out about, and uh, so I, I I don't I don't want to slow it down further. Crispin Hellion Glover, is there much room for fan paintings at your prized European property? How much room do you have? <laughs> well, I I do have a a piece of property in Europe which I'm I'm uh, purchased in order to continue. Uh, making my own small films. Uh, there's a, a horse stables next to it that I'm making into a small soundstage. And there is uh, a, a lot of room there. Uh, the trouble is is uh, shipping things uh, from uh, from North America 
to uh, it's the Czech Republic where I own the property is is somewhat expensive, so I, I have to be very particular about what, what actually goes over there. In the Czech Republic, they make vinyl. A lot of vinyl is made in the Czech Republic. I Are you aware? Yes, Crispin Alien Glover. The main plant for making vinyl these days is in the Czech Republic. Many bands in North America get their vinyl made in the Czech really? Republic, and that's where you're living. Well, this is this is news to me. So you can probably start your own record label <laughs> and release a lot more singing recordings and stuff like that if you want. <laughs> now, speaking of recordings, there was a band a few years ago that did that song, Crispin Glover, Scarling. What can you say about the band Scarling? And apparently Wesley Willis did a song about you. Is that true? I, I, um, I, I know that Scarling did a song called Crispin Glover. Uh, I don't know about the other person. I uh, there have been a number of bands that have done songs, which I always think is a great thing. It's great publicity, and I'm always extremely appreciative of it. I think there was a band, the Warlock Pinchers. Yeah, that one. Uh, what? 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 I forget where the, the hell is Crispin Glover? That one's called. When, which I, I like. I like that song. That's from 1990 on the Boner record label. Is that right? From San Francisco, California, and you are Crispin Hellion Glover. And lastly, here Crispin Hellion Glover. Tom Green visits Crispin Glover. <laughs> that's on the internet as well. Yes. Tom Green visits. Is that really your house? Is that yes. really your car? Yes, <laughs> yes, it is. And I, I had been on uh, Tom Green's. Uh, uh, talk show, which he does from his own house, and I, I appreciate something about that because, uh, you know, I've, I've made these films myself, and uh, he, he kind of makes his own television talk show, and I, I also liked when he was doing it, where we just talked, uh, not like a, a um, uh, you know, kind of the corporately funded and distributed media shows generally have this kind of time constraint that you even a long talk is maybe maybe a long talk on a late night show is like 10 minutes long and and there's an idea that it has to be entertaining and uh, there's there are scripts that are kind of made and you're supposed to talk about certain things and there's this pressure to be entertaining but with Tom Green we were just able to to talk and I had worked with him before and, and, and talked to him, you know, uh, other times, so there was a certain comfortability of it. And then I ended up, I did end up acting with him in a different film. We'd both been in the first Charlie's Angels film, and then I acted with him in another film that was actually shot here in Canada, in Edmonton, uh, late last year. What was the name of that? That's not Freddie Got Fingered. <laughs> no, no, no. That was when he directed. This is when he acted in, and I acted in, called uh, Freezer Burn. I believe that's what it's called. When Tom Green went into your house, you pointed out an incredible Jaguar car that you had? Yeah, that's a 1953 Jaguar XK120. And I was thinking about that car. Hmm, is there any history behind it? What is the Hollywood history of Crispin Glover? In other words, in the Hollywood black lots, do you patrol them looking for neat Hollywood junk? Is there Hollywood history behind that particular car? Well, What, what sort of props have you found in a dumpster? I, 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 I do not know the history of that entire car, but and I I have a, I I own a lot of cars. Unfortunately, I've never meant to own a lot of cars. I don't consider myself a car collector, but I happen to have a lot of older vehicles that are pretty. <laughs> I I think that's a very pretty car, and. Um, I, I I I must say I have too many cars. It's actually kind of 
bad. What are some of the other cars? Like, do you have like any split window Volkswagens from nineteen forty seven? No, I have. I have a nineteen. Well, okay. When I was eighteen, I had I, I purchased a nineteen sixty six Checker Marathon. Well, it's actually not a marathon, but it's a, an A twelve, which is the the car that was used as a taxi. Uh, in New York, for well, all over the United States for so many years, the Checker Car Corporation made the same car from 1983 to, uh, sorry, from 1958 till 1983 uh, until when they stopped making them. I have a 1966 version of that car. Uh, that was when I was 18. I bought that. When I was 20, I purchased a 1962 Studebaker Lark convertible. Then I didn't get another car for many, many, many years. And uh, I, on eBay, bought a 1956 Bentley uh, that was a uh, uh, an S1 coupe. I got that. I actually that came from Canada. I got it for an extremely uh, good price. I still have that car. Then I bought. I, I was at one point contemplating making that into a convertible, but I realized that was a bad idea. And there was a particular shape I wanted. And coincidentally, that shape looked somewhat like a Jaguar XK120. It's a very feminine kind of uh, shape. But instead of turning the Bentley into that, I turned. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm wasting your <laughs> the listeners' time talking about all this. Suffice it to say, I have. I ended up buying another Bentley because that Jaguar didn't work for a long time. That was the shape that I wanted, which is a convertible. And then I replaced the Jaguar that didn't work with the Jaguar. And hopefully, and then somebody gave me an, a, a modern car as a gift, and that made it into a whole car collection. Too many cars, and I, I kind of hate talking about it. It's kind of embarrassing. I'm much more proud of my films and my books and uh, that I'm going to be showing them tonight at, at the, the, the Cinematheque uh, here in Vancouver at the Pacific Cinematheque. And, uh, That's 1131 Howe Street, the Pacific Cinematheque in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Crispin Hellion Glover's big slideshow, plus what is it? And that's tonight at 7, tomorrow at 7, and Sunday at 7 as well, right, That's right, Crispin? and I'll be there performing the show for an hour, showing the film, doing a question and answer period for 45 minutes to an hour, and then a whole long uh, book signing. So it'd be great to to see everybody out here. And uh, yeah, if, if we sell out, we'll I'll, I'll, I'll come back or we'll add more shows. So, but people should get here early, and it seems like it's going to be a, a good, a good, a well attended evening. So, what is it is going to be playing tonight in Vancouver? Yes. You were accepted into Sundance. Yes. Have you ever been turned down for anything? Because I was thinking, like, why would you not be accepted into Sundance? Have you been turned down for stuff? Oh, sure. Sure. Yeah. There. There. There are. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't go to a lot of uh, uh, festivals uh, to submit uh, because there are only a particular few that I wanted to go to. But there are. There was one. There was one other festival that I. I wanted to go to that uh, it did not. Did not. Uh, accept it. But there have been other festivals I, I have gone to. And really, the reason to go to festivals, uh, Sundance is an excellent festival for for an independent filmmaker just because it's the best junket that you can possibly have. Whereas uh, there's a, there, are, there are other festivals that are quite good, and I'm not as festival savvy as I should be, but uh, there are certain festivals I've gone to specifically to get awards. And uh, what is it won a, an award at the Ann Arbor Film Festival, which is the oldest experimental film festival in the United States? 
and then uh, both What Is It and Everything Is Fine won awards at the Sitges uh, Festival, fantastic festival in, uh, in Spain. Uh, and I, I, these actually, I just, I went to Spain with What Is It the first time just because I thought they, they, they brought me out to Spain, so I thought that would be nice, and it ended up getting an award there, and then they bought Everything is Fine, and they gave it an award as, as well. So the, it's important to do that, but some f- festivals you don't really make money, so it's important to then step away from festivals and, um, and, and start distributing it as, a, you know, something where you profit in, or, or recoup is the, the proper word. Crispin, Haley, and Glover, did distributors act incredulously when you were at Sundance when you said, I don't want a distributor? Well, I, because I, wasn't, I, was, I really wasn't there for that purpose, there was nobody to act incredulously for. You actually have from. You have, have to really be pursuing that. It's a whole kind of other part of the business that for me, just isn't fun. I, I have zero interest in doing that. That's part of why I tour around with the films, because to have to worry about how you're going to try to sell a movie to, to somebody that is in turn then going to sell it to other people, it's like, why not just actually go out and sell it to the people that really want to see the movie, which is what I'm doing. Every person that's there in the audience, uh, that's why I'm, I'm quite grateful to and quite personable with all of, all of the audience, because these are the people that are my actual um, investors. Well, that's not quite accurate. I'm the investor. They're the ones that are paying me back for my investment. So, so I'm, I'm quite grateful to every audience member that comes in to help me recoup on, on this project so I can continue to do more. But doesn't that always happen? Like, you're at Sundance, you don't want a distributor, and in walks a distributor. Like, when you're never trying, that's when uh, well, stuff happens, I mean, isn't I, it? I've had offers from, from, from smaller distribution companies that are interested in, in precisely the kind of distribution that I, I described earlier being, I know what they would do. They would go to smaller uh, or rather, a few large cities and pro- and, and lose money uh, theatrically, and then uh, try to recoup money by DVD. And then I would have to be concerned about what their notoriously distributors are, um, uh, because of DVD competition. The the exhibitors are very much in struggle for 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 money, and they often will not pay their their distributors. Uh, or rather, they're, they're, uh, um, uh, w- w- the, the people that are providing the movies because they don't feel that they, the smaller, the smaller um, um, distributors are, are not going to be providing them other movies. So they're, that's the reason that they, they pay these larger distributors is because if they don't pay them, then they won't get more movies back. But this is something that really is a, a true concern in, the, in that portion of the business, and it's also one of the reasons that I travel with the films. That's so great. Fifteen years out there, working hard, on the road, Crispin, Helly, and Glover. Well, to, to be fair, I've been touring, I've been touring now with the 35mm print of, uh, uh, since 2005, off and on. The, 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 the time from before that, there was a long uh, time period where I didn't didn't distribute the film at all because I was waiting to make sure that I had a fine 35 millimeter print, which is what I have now. There was this very small time where I I, I showed the the rough video print 
not or print rough video version of it, which really is not the same thing at all. But there was a long, long time, many years, where I the the film was not being shown. Well, thanks so much for your time, Crispin Helly and Glover. And I uh, please call uh, uh, over here uh, at the Cinematheque, and we'll we'll arrange for our uh, on-camera interview tomorrow. We'll do. And Great. also, Crispin, what about Sunday? Well, any day that's good for you okay. will be fine. Okay, great. And uh, any day is good for the fans, too. Tonight, that's right? That's right. Tonight, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night at yeah. the Pacific Cinematique, 131 Howe Street here in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. It's what, and Crispin? It's what again? One more what time. What is it? It's what is it? It's what is it? The 35 millimeter print of what is it? 35 millimeter print of what is it? It is my, I'm performing a live dramatic narration of eight different books. Then I show the, which is an hour long. Then I show the film, which is 72 minutes long. And then I uh, have a question and answer period, which is 45 minutes to an hour. And then I have a book signing, which goes until everybody has what they, 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 want signed or any additional questions answered so that can go quite late and right now we're going to end crispin hellion glover with the song that i faded out before the interview began and it's crispin hellion glover with these boots are made for walking anything you'd like to tell the people about this particular song what can you tell the people about these boots are made for walking by crispin hellion glover well uh it's it's a cover of the the famous uh, the song that the, the that nancy sinatra uh performed and and made very well known. And where did you record it, and who's on the recording? It was recorded uh, in, in what was called, I believe, called, is it Lumania? Lumania? By Barnes & Barnes were the producers of it, and that's what they called their recording studio, and it was recorded uh, in 1986 or seven, I believe. So that's, this is another very, very old uh, project. Barnes and Barnes, though. The, Barnes and Barnes, the fish heads guys. That's right, yeah. They were the producers, and they did uh, the music for, for it. And I, I sang and uh, provided words for some original songs and then did some of the book readings, which are also at, at the show this evening. Well, thanks so much, Crispin Glover. Why should people care about Crispin Hellion Glover's big slideshow, and what is it? Why should people care? Well, I think, I think in particular with what is it, they will have questions uh, that... Uh, uh, they'll want to have answered and they'll think about things uh, that are not happening in, in corporately funded and distributed films at this point in time. And uh, when, when, when they see the film, it, it may, may bring, bring them to a different kind of uh, thought process about some of these things, or they may already have that thought process about it, and they may feel like this is something that they've been wanting to uh, be thinking about. Well, thanks so much, Crispin Hellion Glover. Keep on rocking in the free world and doot, doodaloot, do. Doot, doot. Master. And 
Ready, boot. 